Welcome to Kashrus on the Air, your weekly radio show dealing with kosher issues for the kosher consumer. And I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Wickler, editor of Kashrus Magazine. And tonight we're going to be discussing things that interest you. You can call us when you uh, get the mood. Uh, the studio is 718-683-5858. There are plenty of things happening in the world of Kashrus and uh, in your world, and then we're going closer to the summer, and the things that come up, and uh, there are always issues that are important to you. I have a few things here I want to share with you before we begin. Uh, but if you want to reach us, we're at 718-683-5858, and you could text us at 347-927-8398. Uh, Nisim, could you just fix the machine here? Okay. We're... We, there are a couple of issues I want to take up on things that we had mentioned in the past. First one, I know that we mentioned a few weeks ago, two weeks ago, right after Pesach, that there were some stores that people could buy chametz in after Pesach. It was based on information that was given over the uh, over the telephone uh, from Lakewood. They had this the call in, which was based on. Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Moshe Heineman's information that came out of Baltimore. At that time, somebody had called me up, told me that this was information, and that it was on that that telephone line. So I gave the information over the over the radio show, and I told everybody to call in over there or to go to the website. But afterwards, I went to the website, and I saw that the information that was given there was really only for Baltimore. So I don't know exactly what was on the on that call-in line. I'm not familiar with it. I, I don't call it, so I don't know. But th- whatever that call-in line gave out, there was some kind of disconnect here. And it's appropriate to go there to find out some, what, they're, what they're saying, which is mostly about Baltimore. Uh, as far as what's going on here in the New York area, you'll have to consult your local rabbis over here who have the information that they've gathered together. But it's not the same as in Baltimore, because in Baltimore they sold the chametz for some of these stores, and it, and they're not necessarily uh, the same I mean, the same company, but they're not dealing with the stores that are in our area. So you have a national company, but they have hundreds and thousands of stores. They weren't all sold by the Star, by the Star K in Baltimore. So this is something you have to look for, look through yourself a little bit more. And uh, just to mention a few points in in regard to the Chomachova Pesach. This is information that is on their website, which is very helpful. I don't say that this is something that I'm going to stand behind, because again, this information is something that other people did the research. When I do the research, I'll stand behind it. When I'm going on somebody else, I'll tell you what they said. But what's interesting is that there isn't any guarantee, but these are guidelines, and this is what people always did, that you refrain from buying in, in the stores because they they might have had chametz born on Pesach, you refrain from buying from stores because they may have bought from people who didn't sell their chametz on Pesach. Middlemen. These are the we, we did. We no one stopped using supermarkets all year round, figuring that something's left there. I mentioned the story that one time I went to a, in, in Swan Lake. We were in a little went to a little grocery. And then it was in the middle of the summer, and I was a and there was a there was thing of macaroni over there, and I blew the dust off the top of it. It must have sat there for two years. So um, 
you know, that, uh, that doesn't, so obviously that, that means Chomach over Pesach. This is a person who didn't sell his Chomach. So it, it's Chomach over Pesach even uh, much later. It could be two years later. Doesn't, uh, it doesn't help you the fact that another Pesach passed. So we really, uh, there's no guarantees, but there's a, a working guidelines that we have. So here's what it says on the Star K website. That as of Sunday, April 26th, hmm, right around now, right? Just was. Major Jewish-owned supermarkets that do not sell their chametz. Major Jewish-owned supermarkets that don't sell their chametz. Or we'll say even those companies that were afraid they maybe have Jewish owners or partial Jewish owners, etc. <clears throat> All those that you're always concerned about, the supermarkets... Two weeks after Pesach is enough because their turnaround is very fast. Supermarkets that purchase from Jewish-owned distributors that don't sell their chametz, the middlemen that don't sell their chametz. So how long do I have to worry about that? They suggest waiting until May 10th, which is four weeks after Pesach. <coughs> Excuse me. That the four weeks after Pesach would mean allowing for the distribution in the store itself that you're going to, plus the fact that they had a buy and they had it on Pesach, and they will turn, also turn around very fast, those middlemen. So between the two of you, by the time of four weeks and buy, that sounds good. However, what about liquor? So Jewish-owned liquor stores that don't sell their chametz, the Star K says, wait till May 26th, which is after Shavuos. So uh, just to review... As far as going to supermarkets, now is safe, according to Star K. Uh, as far as a Jewish-owned, I'm um, sorry, supermarkets which may have purchased from Jewish-owned distributors that don't sell the chametz, you have another two weeks. So that would be a safe zone. The four weeks is a safe zone for you know pretty much everybody, and that would be Sunday, May 10th. You can mark it down, the calendar. And uh, Jewish-owned liquor stores, that don't sell their chametz, wait until May 26th, which is right after Shavuos. So those are the guidelines that they give you. In general, you know, at this time, I, I feel strongly, I always have felt strongly, because I heard this from Shimon Eider, that we have absolute right to go buy from a from owner of a super of a mom pasta or a supermarket because we're, the assumption we can make is that he sold his chametz properly and B, that he only buys from people who did sell their chametz or from Goyim that owned the chametz on Pesach but not from people that uh, produced, uh, that are selling chametz over Pesach. So that's the basic guidelines for that. Now, last week we mentioned... Before we go that one, I think we'll mention these other two things first. A few weeks ago, was right after Pesach, the first uh, show we had after Pesach, we mentioned that there was a product that I had that had five hashkochos, and each one said it's kosher. But they didn't say kosher Pesach. Five hashkochos, and not one of them said kosher Pesach. And the top of the bottle... Had a little little symbol, a little thing there that said Koshala Pesach. But nowhere did it say who's taking responsibility for the claim to be Koshala Pesach. And then on the bottle, there was a uh, 
there was a inkjetted onto it. It's mentioned the date by which you have to use this product, and it mentions that this is kosher for Passover. Again, no mention as to who gives the kosher for Pesach certification. So here we have a product with five hashgachas, and on the package it says that it's kosher for Pesach, and yet there is nobody who is assuming responsibility, at least no one is putting the name attached to the kosher for Pesach. So I said, I don't really know what that is. I mentioned here, I think, on the radio. And I sent out emails to all five organizations. And I got responses. Not all of them, but most of them responded to me. Maybe some relied on the other ones responding to me. But whatever it is, I got the response. So here's how it came out. One of the hashkachas was the OU. And the OU said to me very clearly, we take no Pesach responsibility. So it said kosher Pesach, two places on the packaging. No one, no name was associated with it. So the assumption was one of three possibilities: either everybody took responsibility for Pesach, or no one took responsibility for Pesach, and the the the, the company claimed it to be kosher Pesach, or some took responsibility and others didn't. But there's obviously zero communication because that's how it worked out. Some hashkochas assumed responsibility for this product being kosher for Pesach, and the others didn't. Some relied on one of them to do it for them, and others, uh, as I said, the OU didn't have any association with it. And the reason is because it's an OU plant, and the company that made it is a Hamish brand with Hamish hashkochas, and had nothing to do with the OU. The OU was on the product, but the decision to make it a kosher Pesach run was completely the Hamish Ashkach's decision. So here it's very important for us to understand. The communication is failing. And I told them that, that somebody should take responsibility. Yes, it may cost some money to put their name on it, but it wouldn't really have to cost anything because they could say on the little a thing where it says kosher Pesach, that sticker, they can print the names. And if they can't print all the names, then they'll say all the hashkochas or whatever. Or, or somewhere it should have mentioned which hashkochas are assuming responsibility. But they assumed everybody's going to be happy because it says kosher Pesach. And you see that it was a split in terms of who is giving the kosher the Pesach certification. I see with some calls. Just one second. Now, I'd like to read to you something I got yesterday from one of my Talmidim. It's a package of uh, it, it's, it's a package of Romaine hearts. I'll leave the name off because I don't want anybody to figure out who, why. It, you know, it doesn't, it's not my game to try to talk about anybody negatively. We talked about Lush and Horror last week. Not going to talk about Lush and Horror or two weeks ago. Not going to talk about Lush and Horror now. We're not going to do Lush and Horror. But we have here a product that is Romaine hearts and I'm reading it to you here. The basic product, you know, the regular packaging, has on it no ashkocha. It's just, you know, a regular thing that says Romaine hearts. No ashkocha whatsoever. Now there's a sticker. And the sticker says Romaine hearts. In Hebrew it says Tsaruch. It's misspelled. It should say tzarich. Instead of a, a yud, it's a vov. 
So tsaruch, there's no such word. Lishtof vilechotz vilivdok kol alei va'alei. You must wash and check every, every leaf of this thing. Benifrad, separate. Tachazerem mayim, underneath the faucet. Chazak, has to be strong. Has to be the, the, the flow of water has to be fast, strong. Lifnei achila, before eating. But it does say in English too. Rinse, wash, and check each leaf under a strong stream of water before use. Kosher lepesach. So the hashgacha is that it's kosher lepesach, but no responsibility for the for the fact that it, it may have insects in here. You talk about romaine hearts. The zero responsibility from the hashgacha. The hashgacha is written here clear, clearly hashgacha, and the kosher says kosher pesach. The whole hashgacha is that it's kosher pesach. Remember, it's not no hashgacha on the actual package. This is a sticker that's added on, and they've determined that it's kosher pesach. I don't know if they sent anybody down, but they say it is kosher pesach, but no responsibility at all. For the uh, for the possibility of there being insects in here, and this is the kind of miscommunication which we are accepting without complaint. I will believe that to send a letter of complaint to this kosher organization, and I have already lodged my complaint with those five organizations about the fact that there's no there's no that they didn't uh, specify. I have no problems with the OU because the OU told us very clearly. If it doesn't say OUP, it has to say it in the book. If it doesn't say in the book, it's not kosher Pesach. It's not their fault. Somebody else took responsibility and put the kosher uh, Pesach designation on, but nobody took the responsibility. No one stood up to the plate and said, it's mine. And only when I sent the email did they respond to me. So this is the kind of problems that we're going into. And you, that's why when you buy something, you really have to start thinking, what am I buying? Anyway... I have more, plenty more to talk about, but let's take some callers. We're waiting a long time, and if you want to reach us, call us at 718-683-5898 or text us at 347-927-8398. Go ahead. First caller. Go ahead. You're on the air. Hi. I have a question about the Shabbos mode. When I put it on for Shabbos, is it okay if I leave something overnight and... If I have chicken in there for Friday night, take out the chicken and then I'll tell you, if I I, leave I, I'm, not gonna, I'm gonna stop you. I okay. don't have enough familiarity with this. The be, okay. let me let me explain to you. There I I went through uh the Star K gives Hashkacha on many of these Shabbos modes in the uh ovens. And they constantly are changing what their claim is it means to say they make announcements that we said it was this way. Really, we're removing our responsibility because we discovered X, Y, or Z. So, for me to answer you would be foolish. The only way to get clear information is either from the company that sold the product, or better yet, from the Star K. You can go to starkk.org, or you can call them at four one zero four eight four. Four one one zero, or else they go to okay. star s t a r dash k dot o r g. Now let me just tell you, 
There's a booklet that comes mm-hmm. out for Pesach that the Star K puts out together with Rabbi Gershon Bess. And in there, it describes exactly about the Shabbos mode and also is on their internet site. So you don't really have to ask me. You're better off reading that. I want to tell you, you can't read it quickly. It's complicated. It's very complicated. And the difference between Shabbos and Yom Tov is not so clear. They talk about using the Shabbos mode on Yom Tov, but not necessarily on Shabbos. Because sometimes the company claims Shabbos mode, but we don't agree. So... This is not something that we can get into quickly on the air, and it really is better for you to go straight to the Star K, either their website or on the telephone to them, and you'll be able okay. to get information. Okay, thank you very much. You're certainly welcome. Okay, bye. Go ahead. You're on the air. We, can you help yes. you? Yes, I'm on the air. Yes, you are. Um, I just want to know if you have a bag from, like, some company, and you find them there are... Uh, or other, like, uh, like other nut. How, how do you know if it's light put in? It could be it's, it's a one that's not kosher or something. Okay, I, 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 you have, you're not giving me the details. Do you have a specific case, or you just want to know in general? I just want to know in general. It's a very good question. And unfortunately, there's not always one answer. Sometimes when we find things in there that don't belong there, like you said, it could be that non-kosher is getting in. Sometimes it's just that there, it was the packaging. See, when, you, when I make a product, whatever it is, I have to get it into the bag. So it, when you make it, it isn't in the bag yet. It's in some kind of big container. And then we take it over to the section where we put it in the bags. Now, we use the same thing, put in every single thing we buy, Everything we sell, I'm sorry, everything we sell, everything we sell in this business, we're going to run through the same machinery in the bagging. So sometimes things get stuck in one and get released later on um, when the next, next run goes by. So like uh, a candy or a thing could get caught and then be released. Now this works very bad in terms of a place that has kosher and trafe because there's no guarantee that when you're buying the kosher, that you didn't get the tray mixed in as well. And this happens very often. There are some products that come from, uh, I'll try to leave out the country just because I don't want it to reflect on the, on the, the, the company that sells it. But there is a, you might be familiar with it, and maybe I will give this the, the, the country. But I, I love the, the man who does the, the kosher work there. It's just that errors do occur. And it's a packaging error. The problem is that he, ordered, he has kosher runs, and sometimes they mix in some of the tray for candies into that. Now, you can tell the difference between the candies because the wrappers look different. You know, you have everything green in here, and all of a sudden there's a red thing that looks like a completely different kind of wrapper. It doesn't say the name of the, of the kosher company, it doesn't, but it's still mixed in the bag. That's a sign to us that it's wrong, but that's not a way to live. So there definitely are problems in some of the foreign countries especially. But in general, even here in the States, I dealt with a, a, a cereal once that the cereal yeah. had in it marshmallows. And we said, marshmallows in here? And I called the Hashkoch organization, and they said, yes, every two years or so, somebody calls me up and tells me that they found marshmallows in the product. It gets stuck in the machinery and when they're packaging into the boxes, 
Sometimes it gets stuck a little, a couple of marshmallows, and they fall into the box. But look, only only happens once every couple of years. So I explained to him, the Goyim don't care about it. It's a national company. The Goyim don't care about it. The national uh, cereal company. The Goyim don't care about it. They're not going to call you up and tell you to find a marshmallow. A lot of people are not going to realize it. So and it, it, doesn't, it doesn't prove anything that you only get a call every two years. I say it's happening much more often than you realize. And anyway, even one time it shouldn't be. There's, there's a quality, a very big problem that I've run across in this particular thing in the packaging area. A lot of times they don't properly clean it. I had a situation where a, a mashkiach admitted to me that he didn't do a proper job of cleaning, and that's why stuff ended and it was not kosher. He's apologized. He apologized to me. You know, it's your job but to do it properly. Yeah. So this is a real, real issue. Yes, if you see something strange, and if you ever see something strange in a package, you either call the kosher agency or you call the company or you call me, and we'll try to help you out. You can reach us at 718-336-8544. And if it's, it's not a Jewish company and you see OU and OU, they don't go like most. And, and, and not everything in the company is kosher. Right. It's so you have to make thing? sure, you have to be satisfied that you're getting what they're advertising on the front of the package. In other words, you, you see something strange inside. You have, to ask, you have to ask whether that really is, you have to stop and go to the cash agency or the company or whatever it is and say, I don't know if this is a kosher thing. And sometimes they will find out that an error occurred and something got mixed in. But they'll very often just say, I'm sorry. And that's, uh, maybe they'll give you a, a little uh, piece of paper to be able to get 10 boxes of it. But it's, it's an unfortunate thing. We can't watch every Cheerio go into the bowl. We can't watch when we're pouring out of the cereal to make sure nothing comes in there that, that could be wrong. But on the other hand, we do have to be aware a little bit, open eyes a little bit, just like when we're eating in the summer, we have to be aware if there's any bugs flying around near where we're eating because sometimes they're crawling things and flying things that could get in. So we don't stand there all day watching, you know, the bugs and uh, they go crazy over it. But on the other hand, you have to be aware and have to, uh, you know, you have to be a little bit eyes are open. Okay? Thank you very okay, much for the call. You. Thank, thank you. you. Okay. Yeah, okay. We have another call? Okay, go ahead. You're unconscious on the air. Can I help you? Okay, they don't hear that we're on the air? Okay, maybe they'll call back or leave them there if you want. All right. Hello? Yes, go ahead, please. I'm really sorry to bother you. I was wondering that uh, the star case that you just mentioned to the other question, uh, would they be able to tell me if, let's say, for example, uh, General Electric or GE Yes, or they give hashkocha to many of those. They're giving, I'm sorry? They're giving hashkocha to many of those. So you'll, when they make a Sabbath mode claim, the originators, I think, are from the, for the Star K, that originate all this stuff. They will be able to help you with, with names of companies and specific models. Yes. Okay? Okay, so can you give me the phone number again? 410 Okay, thank okay, you very th- much. Four, four, six, 
for, yes? No, 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 no. I, I, I'm going to one more time because people are listening. They don't want to hear it the third, the ten times. 410-484. Oh, 484. Okay, thank you so much. 410. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for calling. I'd like to mention something that came up because uh, this is a, a radio show in our neighborhood. I got somebody came to me, actually, had two things. Uh, it's available. I know a lot of people out there are not working. I don't have time to, uh, to deal with people who are not qualified, but there are two positions that became available today, and I'd like to let people know about it. There's no charge. I'm not, I'm not taking any money for this, and I just want to share because they're, they're current and uh, there's a need for it. So <clears throat> one of them is as a mashkiach. The pay is very good. The hours are long. starts 6 o'clock in the morning till 2 o'clock, and uh, they need somebody that's responsible, but it's a very good pay, I think. So if you want to call me, you call us at 718 718- Three three six eight five four four. I'll put you in touch with the people, but they're not going to take somebody who doesn't know anything about kashrus and who's never worked before as a mashkiach. This is a good job, and it has to be somebody that has good experience. They're going to have to make checking of uh, vegetables, and they're going to have to be responsible and move quickly and be responsible. You know, we're looking at a high for a high quality person, so it's a nice little position, I think, if people he, people here in the in the Brooklyn area. The other one is in meat, and it has to do with actually working on meat. Uh, it also pays well, and also starts early in the morning. And you could also call me on that one. So the numbers are seven. The number is seven one eight three three six eight five four four. But please, only if you have experience in kashrus and the meat. Only if you have experience with meat. If you've never touched meat, you don't know what it's all about. Don't don't apply. But if you're interested, I'll try to put you in touch with the people who are looking for people. These are two different positions. Um, last week, we talked about the kosher switch, which I'm going to mention a little bit now, uh, although I think everybody's heard about it so much, maybe it's coming out of the ears. I'm just going to take, a, take a, li- a little of your time to discuss it. And anybody who would like to call in, you can please call us at 718 5858. We could take your calls as soon as you call in. Uh, right now, the, the lines are open. 718-683-5858. Now, the kosher switch is confusing people. And one of the reasons it's confusing people is because there's another company that did something that sounds similar. But anyway, the kosher switch is, uh, you'll see in the newspapers, people took out ads against the kosher switch. People are talking this way and talking that way. You have to know that there's a serious question here. Whatever the procedure is in kosher switch, it either is acceptable or not acceptable for uh, somebody who isn't sick or or in those kind of situations. The basic rule is that groma, something that's indirect, but it's going to happen, is... uh, is considered to be forbidden on Shabbos, but it's a better way to do something if you're doing it for a sick person. I don't want to mention names of Poiskim, but I just spoke the other day with somebody who had need to put in a, a, a medical facility. 
It was for people who had real medical needs. And he decided he's going to go to Tzomet, the organization in Israel that prepares prog- programs of Groma, where this would be done by Groma and that would be done by Groma, where it wouldn't be direct. And he spoke to one of the leading post of our generation. I'll skip the name. And he asked the, the Rav, uh, told, told the Rav his interest, and the rabbi told him why you need to. If it's per- permissible, you don't need the Groma. And it's permissible. The, your, your needs are pure medical. You don't need to deal with the Groma at all. He felt the whole Groma thing was unnecessary even for those people. The problem is that many people are understanding this kosher switch, which is a regular switch in the wall. They push it, and it, 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 uh, eventually your lights go on. Push it off, and eventually your lights go off. It's done in an indirect mode. Some people are saying that it's not even a, a good groma. Some say it is a good groma, but groma is going to happen. The way, the way I, I'll give you the example that I had from my own life, which uh, my Rebbe Zatzal Paskin de Shaila, we had a situation where we opened a room. If it was cold, in this, in, it was getting cold in the house, and you would open this door, the, the heat would go on. I believe that was the situation. And um, yet you had to go into the other room to get something. So was there a problem opening the door? So my Rebbe, who was Rav Zim and Zatzal Paskind, he said, there's no problem going to the other room to get anything you want. It's just that you can't go in there with the intent, with the knowledge that you want the heat to go on. That's the groma. If your intention is not to do it, then if it happens with this kind of indirect method of opening a door or opening a window or whatever it is, that's not your issue. It's not your issue at all. But if you want the heat to go up because it's getting a little chilly in the house and your way of triggering it is to open this door, even though it's indirect, that's forbidden on Chavez. So that gives us an understanding of what Grum is all about. Yeah, I didn't do it. He opened the door. I didn't touch the heat. I didn't touch the heat. I touched open the door. But it's going to go on. It may take a minute or two, whatever it is, but it's going to go on. And you wouldn't want it to go on. That's forbidden on Shabbos. So this Grummer switch is a big issue. Um, and, and, and if you'll see in the papers this week, they had a number of people, a number of Rabban who came out against it. I'm not interested in getting lost in the, the pros and the cons, etc. And uh, whether it's really a, a chashva thing for people who need it for medical purposes, according to this big poisik that I mentioned, it isn't absolutely necessary at all. Even for a medical situation, it isn't necessary to go into the grumma area. And this week, in the, in the papers, there were a number of rabbanim who signed a letter, including... Of David Feinstein, of Shmuel Kamenetsky, Rabbi Belsky, uh, Rabbi uh, Shlomo Miller, Avram Shor, Yisrael Reisman, Moshe Tuvyalif. These seven Rabbanim signed a joint letter saying that they opposed to the kosher switch. And Rabbi Belsky issued his own letter, and uh, his letter was in, Rabbi Belsky's letter was in English, and they're, put, they're publishing, publishing all those. At the same time, there is a website, there is a, a video where it shows that certain rabbinim permitted the kosher switch. Um, I also have here, and this is coming, uh, 
from the FJJ that uh, was printed, two people who say that they retracted, or not retracted, let's say better, who clarified what they had said. One was Rabbi Newworth, who was the Shar I'm sorry, the, the, the Shmir Shabbos Kilchasa, and he says that he only permitted it for Choyle, for a sick person, or for security purposes. And Rabbi Harfinis also issued a letter. Uh, he's a Paisic in, in, in Williamsburg, and he issued a letter um, saying, he put a whole set of swarm on, on Shabbos himself, and he, uh, a number of other topics too, a very, very nice swarm. He's a famous Yisrael Vazman and Baalach, beautiful safer, set of three swarm. Anyway, so Rabbi Harpinus also said only for, uh, for, for uh, uh, sick people or the hospital setting. So it does, you know, this is something that without proper guidance from your own Rabbanim, this is something that we are suggesting that uh, our people to avoid. I don't think it will be sold in our neighborhoods, but on the other hand, it's available on the Internet, and people are buying it on the Internet. So you have to uh, ask your own Rav, consult your own Rav for these things, like with every other issue. We have a few, uh, we have a caller, and some we have some uh, texting, but if you want to reach us, you can do that at 718-683-5858. Or you could text us at 347-927-8398. Okay, go ahead. You're on yeah, so, Hello? Yes, go ahead. Yeah, hi. If, if the package says Koshal Pesach and it has these five different Hachsherim on it, why wouldn't you put... How could OU say that we're not giving a Hachsher on the Koshal Pesach? I tried They're to explain. Let, let me explain. Don't explain. Uh, one second. Let me explain to you yeah. my issue. They're giving a... Uh, 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 on what it says on the package, just like they're giving action that the oil is kosher and the fla- and the and the flour is kosher or the nuts are kosher, they're also giving a that the kosher of Pesach is a kosher. No, no, and, no, and no, 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 no. Let me let me explain. To you. I I know what happened. I, I at least I think I understand what happened. It was very interesting. The OU gives hashkacha to the plant. The plant okay. never made an arrangement. To do kosher for Passover, and not the a OU problem, but then all you have, to, but then there's something just, on the just package one, that's one, not we, correct. Just one second, just one second. Let's go slow. Let's go slow. The OU gives a shkacha to the plant. The and the OU makes available to the plant to do kosher for Passover. They'll send a mashkiach will be there the whole time, or at least uh, enough to cover the whole issue. And they weren't invited. They were not asked to do it. What happened not was. A problem, but but if it's on well, you're, not, package, you're not listening. Not I'm, gonna expl- I'm gonna explain to you. You don't want to listen. I'm gonna try to explain to you yeah. that what happened is the the Hamish company that bought orange. Oh, well, I shouldn't have said it. What it was that bought the bought the product in this in this, in this plant. The Hamish company went ahead and arranged with the five four other four hashkachas that there should be a kosher for Passover run. They had a response. Nope. One second. No problem. And one second. It has nothing to do with the OU. And they went ahead. Fine, but then it has to be a separate sticker. It if is. It, it is. It oh, is a, a separate, separate sticker. sticker that says you said it was on the bottle. No, I said on the top of the, 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 on the, on the bottle top, they made a sticker and put it on the bottle top. Oh, on the bottle cap, they put a sticker right. without a name. Then, then that means nothing. Then it could be the guy in the store. So that's why I. That's a, why I went into this. Then it's not a representation this. from the store. Then it's not a representation from any extra. 
Right, that's, that's, that's why. That's why so I. Then what you have to tell your listeners are uh, is that 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 a sticker without a name is nothing. It means nothing. Right, but there was one more thing here. They inkjetted kosher for Passover on with the date code. Oh, so, that's what I was telling okay. you. And you now, said no. Now, so they must they have arrested it. Then, then OU is responsible for it. Now, that, then it's, that is, then it's ingrained on the package. That, that, is, that is a moot question, and I don't know the answer to it. I just feel that the I, OU that, didn't know it, about it. I, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think it's a moot question. I, don't, I think it's, it's, it's not proper advertisement. No, and no, I no, think wait, that wait, it's even a lawsuit. If you go to a court, they're giving the same ink that says OU, says it on the barcode, Koshala Pesach, it's not on an additional sticker. And, and OU has to either take responsibility for the cost of the pesa, or they have to remove the OU. Okay, one second. It's not on the barcode. It's, yeah, let me explain to you. Let, let's just listen carefully. There are three things. There's a regular label, which wraps around the whole thing. And then okay. there's, and then there's the, the sticker that the guy put on. He could do that in his, in his, in his office. You know, right. That, that anyone, has no that bearing on anything. The Arab, the Arab right. guy could do it all. Any, anybody could do it. Anybody. And then there was this ink jetting. So the ink jetting right. had to be done. It was tells the date code. It had to be done in the plant, but right. obviously the Hamisha company and the Hamisha Hashkacha arranged to have that thing put on. Now, was the was the OU aware of it? I don't know. The OU what has I'm clearly. What I'm saying is that if the inkjet, if it, if the inkjet has it, then OU or whoever, any other hechsher that that that's ingrained on the packaging is responsible. When you buy coffee, when you buy Nascafe coffee in the store before Pesach, yeah. and there's an additional sticker that talks about a hechsha with kosher Pesach, yeah. you know that this has nothing to do with the OU. You know that. You know this is a total separate run. Right. But if it's ingrained in the same ink, now you maybe are more familiar with, 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 with a barcode and the date. No barcode. No barcode. you know the difference. It's I'm a, just giving that as an example, so yeah. you know the difference. But the regular consumer that goes into the store and sees Koshula Pesach in the same ink, like the way you described that it was in the manu- that it was printed in the manufacturing plant, then OU that has their name on it has to take responsibility. I don't know. For what it says I don't that. know. My personal feeling is that this I, is totally. Then if they lose the story, then then right. you can't trust anything that's written. Well, on no, it. I don't know. I, I I'm not going to be so t- tough. But you you could be that way. But I let me tell you what what I my reaction to the thing. You see, uh, in the, we've mentioned in our magazine every year that there are a lot of times you see two ashkachos on a product. And then the words Koshula Pesach is mentioned next to one of them and not mentioned next to the other one. If it's clear that it's, it's only related to that, right. then so be it. So that's what so I, that it. was just my problem. Like, just like when it says Chol of Yisrael, just like you see sometimes it says OU on a product. Yeah. And then next to the Hamish, OU Dairy, yeah. and then next to the Hamish Pashkaroch, it says Chol of Yisrael. So then you know that Chol of Yisrael is related to that Hamish Ashkoche. Right. There's a system the way everyone is now. If right. everyone okay. is going to stop being conniving, if everyone is going to stop being conniving, we can't trust anything that's yeah. written in the Well, anyway, this is not conniving. It, but this is not conniving. But there's an interesting question here. It is an interesting question. I agree with you. In, in other okay. words... And one more, and one more quick but point. But I'm going to... Yeah. One yeah. more quick point, which you're not going to agree with me, but I, but I feel obligated <laughs> Why to say... Why not? We, we have for you coming no, 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 you're not. No, you're not going to agree, but I just feel obligated to say... I think it's a very big disservice 
when you're talking, let's say, about, uh, I'm just picking this example because this is what I heard it by, um, the kosher switch, and you spoke to a leading poisic that said that by medical issue you, should, you don't have to do it. If you want to say it, say the poisic's name. If you don't want to say the poisic's name, then it's just Kilu, you're saying it. So don't say, say my opinion without saying a leading poisic. If you can you can't be flimsy. You you have to take out the fog. You have that's in everything. It's it's related directly to what to what my first issue was. It's either you say name the poisic or you say just in your name and finished. You uh, can't say a leading poisic without saying his name. <laughs> well, this is this is the way I do it. I I thank you okay, for the I idea. I told you you're not going to agree with me. Anyways, have a good day. Keep up the you, are, you I don't know how you knew, but you did know. <laughs> thank you very much for calling. Thank you for calling. Uh, before we go on with anything else, I mean, you see, we got a number of people who have uh, commented. If you if you like the course, you can, there's still time. We're at seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight. Any topic you want to take up, seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight. We haven't heard from any kids today. I'm going to just take a moment now to talk about our sponsor, which is Glotmart. When you think of Glotmart, conveniently located at twelve oh five Avenue M. You should think of price, service, convenience, and quality. Whether you shop for a few items or for a full wagon load, you'll save plenty of money by shopping at Glotmart. Their weekly specials run from Wednesday to Tuesday and appear on their website and at what's on sale. Uh, and on, at Glotmart, the convenience comes in two packages, parking and time. You'll save plenty of time by using their valet parking service. Just pull into Glotmart from the East 12th Street entrance They'll park the car for you and have it ready to load up with those special items you purchased in the store. And at Glotmart, the quality of meats is A1, with kosher certification from both the Star K and the Vatakashos of Flatbush, with Basio Safe Meats and with expert Nikor. At Glotmart, you're getting quality kashras. Glotmart is at 1205 Avenue M. Meeting your shopping needs is their top priority. If you meet Dove in Glotmart, Tell him you heard about Glotmart on Kashmir's on the Air over J Root Radio. I'll say we're getting a lot of calls now, but you can still reach us, 718-683-5858. Go ahead. Okay, you're Hello. on Kashmir's on the Air. Can I help you? Yeah, well, what's the look about the uh, detergent for, for dishwasher? What's what? Does it need extra? Does it need extra? Uh, what, does what, what about the dishwasher? The detergent, the soap for the dishwasher. It's, it's, a good, it's a good question. It's a good question. Alpi halacha, it doesn't. But alpi, whatever it is, the appropriate thing is to get with hashkacha. This is how my Rebbe Zatzal, Rav Asher Zim and Zatzal taught, that mm-hmm. a soap of any sort is not going to make anything trafe. But we, when we're dealing with a, something that comes in contact with our food, we try to get kosher. In, in the way the way they discuss it, just once again, the way they discuss it in the OU, because they give ashkocha to some Proctor and Gamels, which makes all these products, they say it's not a Yeridea Shaila, it's a Choshe Mishpat Shaila. In other words, there's nothing wrong if they didn't go down at all, but that would be a Choshe Mishpat Shaila. It would be a question about taking money for nothing. So they make the visit, and they check that everything should be kosher there, but even al they know that if they never went down to the place, it would be kosher anyway. And there are certain companies like Bosch tells you to use a, a certain a certain detergent that there's no there's no OU there's, there's no actual. Again, I I didn't hear what you said about the uh, who using it without a hexer. 
Bash, I, I have a dishwasher from Bash. So yeah. I called them with the problem. They told me to use a certain a certain uh, detergent, and uh, I wanted the problem. But I checked on the on the box. It doesn't have any doesn't have any any on it. So I'm telling you, if you can get something with Ashkocha, you should. If not, mm-hmm. I don't. I, you can ask a Moira Hora, but I don't think there's anything wrong. But if, I would suggest getting with Ashkocha, and I'll give you a suggestion. Call the OU. They give Ashkocha to Procter & Gamble, which is the biggest manufacturer of all of these kind of things. And you'll ask them which one that you recommend. They will be similar to this thing. I'm sure you can find something else mm-hmm. in this, in this okay. day and age. Okay? Okay, thank you Take very good much. Take care. Sir. Thank you for calling. You're on Kashus on the air. Can we help you? Can I? Can I? You're, you're on Kashus on the air. Okay. Before we before we get the next Hello? caller, I just before that call, just one second. I'd like to read what somebody wrote here. They wrote that I can't stand. I can't tell you if it's true, but they claim that Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky said it's better to buy chametz from a Jew that sold the chametz than from a non-Jew. Well, I mentioned it in the name of a Shimon Eider. He was also a good Jew. I mean, I don't know if Yaakov is a bigger Paisic, but Rav Shimon Eider was a chash of a yid, and he told me this. He felt strongly that way. Others feel the other way. My Rebbe felt the other way because selling the chametz, especially a large amount, and people have nagiyas, so he felt that mechira is a difficult thing to do properly. So he'd like, he'd like to go buy it from a non-Jew. Um, but uh, but but uh, as he said, many people hold it's better to buy it from a Jew, and, and this way they will get panos as well. Okay, go ahead. You're on Kashrus on the air. Can I help you? Yeah, what's about the Groma? Hello? I heard you say Groma and Haroma. What are you trying to say? Groma, Groma, the Groma. They said that if it's Pekich if it's a Choyle, you don't need the you don't need the groom, and you could use it permissible. Uh, right. English, right. No, you said it right, and that's what we said. I thank you for the call. Yeah. Okay. But what does it mean to say by security? He said the or security reason. What is the security, security means you're afraid. You're afraid that, that of somebody breaking in. So they that they have to have. Let's say, for example, you know, we have cameras and other things, and other equipment that we, we're dealing with. So if they can create a situation where it's not a direct Chil Shabbos, that would be pre- preferable. Okay, thank you very much for no, the I call. I can't really go into it here, but security means that we want to protect, the, protect, the, protect the, pl- the place from somebody breaking in or doing any damage. So they have cameras or they have other equipment that's electrical, and it could be done with a grummer. It could be done something less direct. Some things are direct. They may, so should you do the less direct? But he said that this was, but, but that's the question. They said that this switch would improve for the question of security if that were necessary. Okay? Okay, thank, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, we'd have no more calls right now. Um, so, <laughs> okay. And uh, we're going we're gonna to go on to, we're going to go on to something else then. Nobody else is calling in? You have something? It didn't come in here. Okay, let me clarify, pull it in. Please clarify, did I hear you say a few weeks ago back, there are no 7-Eleven in Brooklyn with Ashgabha? That's correct. Unfortunately, there's nobody left here anyway. Yeah, did I say about 7-Eleven, there's no one with Ashgabha? That's correct. That means, again, just, which means no slurpees are certified kosher. Okay. 
The answer is yes. They're, none of them are certified kosher, meaning that the raw product called that you use to make Slurpees, that you add water to, the raw thing, the plain syrup, may be made kosher and is acceptable to the CRC in Chicago, but there's no guarantee that that's what you're getting in the store that you're going into. Because the, the it, it's a non-Jewish-owned store or non-from people running it. It's open seven days a week. That means that Shabbos included. And we mentioned that there were a number of problems that could take place. Specifically, milchik or treif used instead of kosher. Sometimes when you when they label the machine, they're putting the wrong label on. And we had that with an OU instead of an OUD. And another uh, thing we had is that they use backup, which means that you draw out your Slurpees and they're finished with that. Behind it is another Slurpee, not necessarily the same type. And they don't get around to changing the label in the front uh, right away. So you might have a trafe backup and a kosher product that you think you're getting and actually getting a non-kosher one. If you want to understand it more, you'll, you'll, you'll uh, give us a ring at the, the office. Okay, go ahead. Next caller, please. You're on Kashus on the air. Can we help you? Yeah, hello? Yeah, you're on the air. Tr- turn on your radio so you'll be able to hear us. Uh, okay, fine. Yes. Uh, Are you listening? Yeah, to, you're listening to two things at once. Go ahead. You're on the air. Right. I wanted to know. First of all, the small grocery stores. Like, how do you know when they turn over their comments? You don't know, and everything is different in a store. You can't make a, a general rule. The general rule that we gave you is because it's big supermarkets. They did their research and they figured that they're safe with those numbers that I told you. The two weeks, the four weeks, the. But as far as you and I, that's the story that I told you about going in and blowing off dust on top of a package. Now, you, you can't be sure because some things move quicker, some things slower. Especially right. So you could ask right. the store owner uh-huh. and, the and a manager, a, manager right. a, a worker, but, you get an answer. Yeah. Let me ask you something. Something that's a state around, let's say, um, like these organizations like Tom Shabbos and all these organizations, and sometimes they have, you know, they, they have the stuff, and I'm sure, I guess they sell it over Pesach, and then it lands up with people like after Pesach. But can you really be sure? Because sometimes, like, some of the products don't have the best time of share, I don't want to say which what, and people don't know, like, you know, when it's from. So it's a little confusing. Listen. I don't know the people from Tom Shabbos directly, but I know... Not, I gave that as an example. Oh, you know, well, there are plenty others. But I do know a little bit about it. And those people... Now, there are, there are a whole bunch of people that do something like Tom Shabbos. Right. And some of those places I know to be very poorly done. I've had experience with some of them. They call me up with Shilas... They they buy they get things free from the city, right? And they give it out free to people, and it's a very loose situation. And the people mm-hmm. who run it don't know what they're doing, and I and I mm-hmm. really feel that they are misleading everybody. I really was very mm-hmm. disturbed about it. But you talk about Tomre Shabbos, which is a serious organization, a lot of I money going into I it. Know, I can't believe they- that Tomre Shabbos isn't aware of something called Hamad Sha'Allah Pesach. I can't believe it. No, that I know. I know. But I'm saying, let's say, like, um, 
package of noodles came into my hands today from a friend of mine, so she didn't need it. It has a texture on it, but how do you know when the organization who gave it to her got it? Like I just know, finished telling like, you, if you're dealing with Tomchei Shabbos, it's I'm sure that they dealt with it properly. If it's yeah, from no, it's one of the them. other groups, I don't know which groups have right. responsible right. control and which don't. There's one right here right. that you, you're involved yes, in. Yes, this I some... just want to do it. said that uh, it's really, it's, it's an issue. That's the all true because sometimes we get food uh, from uh, other organizations that has uh, the, the food banks and stuff like this. And we're trying to check it, uh, what is the show. We're calling the, the, the basically to the head office and checking it up. Many times, we had the issue that we had is not Chalav Israel, for example. So there are some people keeping Chalav Israel. So we mentioned in our packages that it's not Chalav Israel. Right. The, uh, the, I know that we purchase the chickens and some uh, fish from uh, a place that has all the Hsharim, and we distribute it, distribute it, and... <laughs> And also, if you have any issue that people just sometimes uh, we we miss, uh, I would say uh, we miss the the point that we don't we didn't see the share or something. Like this we call the we trying to 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 track it and see that it's uh, it's really kosher and stuff like this. We had an issue okay. with uh, I, I I remember with a mashed potato that we didn't have the share on this and we took it off, and uh, we found that. Uh, and uh-huh. you mentioned before about the quality of the uh, of the hashgachas on the packaging. Well, I used to get these calls from a certain person who runs one of these things, and many times they would mention uh, hashgachas or things without hashgacha that I told them is not appropriate to give out. So they right. said, "Okay, then we'll just give it to certain people or whatever." They they were they weren't really ready to something they got free. Like to give to people, it was very hard for them to say no, and and mm-hmm. that's that's an unfortunate thing. It's a question of the quality of who's running these organizations. That, that so I can't answer specifically for your thing, but a noodle right. product uh, 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 are pretty simple. If uh, uh, they're very plain, they're not require anything at all. Uh, if, no, but the question except is, for noodle. you know, was it before Pesach, after Pesach? Well, that I certainly played? cannot tell you. Right. <laughs> that I certainly cannot tell you. I tell you, by us, by us, we... By us, when we have uh, something chametz before, which, first of all, we get rid of all the Pesach, if... If we, I don't think that we are we giving chametz of Allah by us, by our warehouse. You don't sell it. No, Which we, we sell it. Definitely not sell it. No, no, no. no, no. no don't oh, uh, I sell, I sell the general warehouse. I sell the general but you, warehouse. But I you're not aware of anything. I, you exactly, there. exactly. Yeah. I don't wear that. We have uh, basically we throw away all the chametz what we have over there. We don't want to give that. But if anything that is said, uh, but we sell it general, general things that even not uh, this nothing. Thank you very much. Ye- you have another question? Yeah, you thank are, you. Okay, thank you. Yeah, okay, you're on Kash Can we help you? Uh, yes, I just uh, have a question uh, regarding street vendors. If you ever see them making, um, let's say, chestnuts, is that something that's permissible to you since it's a closed um, item? I, I'll tell you. I, how do they make the chestnuts? What, what are they heated in? What are they doing? Well, it's on an open, it's like on a grill, on a grate, you know, that they have built in into their little stands. I'm not sure, maybe, you know, someone pointed out, maybe they have an oil that they cook it in, but yeah. I don't know, but it's technically it's a closed chestnut. It's I, not I, I, couldn't, I couldn't answer. I wouldn't answer it. 
I wouldn't you wouldn't answer. recommend? I wouldn't, I wouldn't answer it. First of all, can you eat chestnuts raw? Can you eat chestnuts raw? I think they sell them raw. Really? Did you eat them, eat them raw? I have, I have, I so do I, not know. I know that I'm, I'm out of my league. Uh, you know, that if it if it is a question of I've seen it in Svarim, but I, if it if it is a question of bishul akum, even though you know it's a bishul akum big deal, but but it's just not a cheap item, but it, but still it's a it's a, it's something that you know maybe maybe it's a shaila from I don't know if it's oil or shulcham alachim, whatever. But it definitely okay. is a there, there there could be a bishul akum question, although it's. Uh, Again, I don't know if it's changed, how it's changed, just heated up, or it's changed in, in its form inside. And the other thing is, uh, like you said, we don't know what they're adding on there. If nothing right. is added, fine. I mean, then the question is, the grade itself is it used for anything else? I can't really okay. answer. I, 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 would, I don't want to make, I don't want to hazard a guess because who knows what really is going on. And uh, just another quick question about a Pesach product. Um, sure. I noticed there is one. I think the joy of the jelly rings. Yeah, joy, really joy is like this. Joy is like this. No, no, I'm saying the whole year. They're I know, under the I know, I know. Joyv is under the the cuff K the whole year. Right. Technically, they're really there. I mean, they're there for Pesach too. It's just that they don't. They can't. <clears throat> they can't put cuff K on paper Pesach. Why not? Because there's there's, there's kidneys in there. So there's a Jew. He's not what I consider to be orthodox. I believe he he, he he's what I call con- traditional. He had a synagogue which to a traditional synagogue. And he considers the kidneys to be acceptable for Ashkenazim and Pesach. What's the kidneys and jelly ring? And, and just kidneys. Kidneys in general, he, doesn't ha- he, he has no problem giving certification for Pesach. But you're saying the Chavkate doesn't have it because so what the, is the kidneys so the, so in the what product? What you have that's is a plant that's working all year round, making the product, and it's technically probably kosher for Passover all year round, except for this kidneys thing. And... And then, for Pesach, the Kuf K removes its name. So in reality, it has to be under the Kuf K. So anything you have after Pesach, even if you're not familiar with the name, it's really Kuf K certified, although the Kuf K has no responsibility for Pesach. Thank you very much. We have to close down. <laughs> okay? Thank you. Have a you're good welcome. night. Have a good night. Anybody wants to reach us during the week? Seven. <laughs> <coughs> 718-336-8544. Thank you. I'm having a little cold. Bye-bye.